and welcome back to another episode of Artist Avenue. Today I am talking to the wonderful Vilma Kitola. Vilma is an actress, theatre maker and creative from Finland. As a recent graduate of the East 15 Acting School in England, Vilma has a passion for intercultural stage, devising and physical theatre. Her latest work includes Gyrus and the Forest by Naked Frank Theatre. Vilma is also a co-founder and a director of Sisu Theatre, which is a female-led, multicultural theatre company based in the UK. Before we dive into Vilma's beautifully unique journey, I would like to remind you that due to the current circumstances and the distance between Switzerland and Finland, we had to record this episode remotely via Zoom. Therefore, the quality might suffer at points. Nevertheless, please keep listening. I always say that for a 2021 podcast, it's content over technical quality. So without further ado, enjoy this glorious episode. Hi, Vilma. Welcome to Artist Avenue. Hello. Thank you for having me. So let's start off with a little introduction. Why don't you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Vila Makitula. I'm a Finnish actor and creative and theatre maker. And yeah, I, I like to do anything that has something to do with theatre. That is my love child, <laughs> live theatre. But now because of the pandemic, sort of everything that covers online platforms as well. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So would you like to take us back to your once upon a time where it all started for you? Yeah. Well, I was, I'm sort of, I was introduced to theatre quite at a young age. I went to this local youth theatre and circus school since I was 12. That sort of sparked my, um, started to spark and my passion to, to theatre and acting and, and telling stories and working as a, as a group towards something beautiful. But then when I grew up, I sort of, I had a, massive burnout at the age of 1920 I was working full-time in with this company that has had nothing to do with theatre or creative arts or anything because in Finland we have this sort of mindset theatre and arts are not particularly uh, supported as a, as a career path everyone tells you to it's a nice hobby but it doesn't really pay the bills does it and uh Therefore, me as well, it really affected this sort of attitude that maybe maybe I shouldn't do this as a profession. Maybe it's wrong to even desire to do this as a profession. So I end up working with a company full time insurance, actually. And I don't get me wrong. I really like my job. And I was um, applying to law school, trying out social studies, doing everything else besides what I actually wanted to do. And then I ended up being hospitalized because of it, it got really bad and uh, you know the the stress and anxiety and you know being just really unwell and unhappy with my life and what, what I was laying in the hospital bed staring the grayish blue wall and sort of thinking this can't be I mean this can't be my life I need to change this now I I I, I do um it's a, like I'm allowed to be happy you know mm-hmm. and that experience in the hospital sort of changed everything and I decided I want to do I want to pursue my career in theatre arts and acting and this is what I, I've always enjoyed it I've always 
loved doing this so why not start now yeah no that's incredible I didn't know that you were hospitalized but what a moment to sit there and be like of course you are allowed to be happy you should be happy and then you reflect it back and then you just followed your passion then that's incredible yeah it, I mean I'm truly grateful for the experience it sounds stupid I mean no one wants to be hospitalized and I but it, it also I think in life if you're doing something that is truly not your passion or whatever it is you can't really be truly happy can you and I think it's a shame that in a society it's not we consider we other things more important like money or or you know worth and material things than than actual happiness and well-being so I think it's a shame so even though it's it was a tough experience I'm very grateful for that because without it I don't know where I would be (laughs) I yeah maybe not doing (laughs) theatre yeah and you grew stronger from it that's that's amazing having had that experience of going to like the ends in a way do you Mm. now know how to cope with like stress better in a way yeah absolutely I that's also very important I think East 15 the acting drama school I trained with was really good with that as well even though my training was really intense I sort of and because of the experience I sort of knew that if I would get these, um, you know, patterns or in my behaving that, okay, maybe, maybe I need to step back now. Maybe don't take as much uh, tasks now, just let it breathe. And also I realized you don't always have to do everything. It's okay to say no, even though, especially I think in this industry, sometimes we think you have to do everything and as much as you can. And if you don't, if you're not everywhere, then you're nothing. And that's so not true. Your your well-being and your mental health is the most important thing. And it's always okay to take time to take care of yourself and your mental health, I think. Absolutely. That's something I'm still learning to say no. It's getting better, but it, it is a struggle that I don't know. I think it's a struggle we have a lot as performers because maybe we're like, oh my God, there's an opportunity now. Maybe like next month I won't have it. So I need to say yes now and everything. But actually, if we do sit down and we do relax a bit, the right opportunities will come at the right time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you're more capable of doing and giving the best you can once you're actually relaxed and stress-free and mm. um, but I agree I, I agree that's very re- relatable that we have this pressure of being everywhere and doing everything at once and yeah. uh, also the fear that oh my god if I don't attend to this what I'm going to miss <laughs> yeah absolutely like especially like I think with the pandemic now seeing with workshops and everything I think sometimes it's really easy to be like, oh my God, if I don't go to that workshop, that person won't see me. But if I don't go to that workshop and then you just get yourself in a rut. But the thing is the people giving the workshops, they're just there to like, you know, teach you something and they'll come back again. Like, it's not as if we're going for an audition or a job right now, if we go to workshops, it's for you to learn. And I think if we think of it that way, yeah, it might help. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's so true. Wonderful. Um, So would you mind taking us back to your journey for applying to colleges? Because you went to East 15. Did you go straight from Finland to England? Or how did your journey look like there? Well, actually, um, (laughs) 
it takes me back to the same hospital bed because um, I missed all the auditions for the Finnish drama school. So I wanted to apply. I missed most of because I was in the hospital and I wasn't unwell. Most of the drama school in England, I wanted to apply as well. But East 15, that was the only place I still had a chance to go. And I had experience applying to drama schools in Finland, but I've never applied to anywhere outside my country. So I flew to Denmark, actually, Mm. uh, where they were holding auditions. I wasn't able to audition in England, but I auditioned in Denmark. And having heard this from this about this amazing um, course of work performance where it takes us beyond the Western theatre practice and they were applying to that course as well. So um, I flew to Denmark, did my audition and I was shocked because it was so different to the audition process in Finland which is quite I'd say it's really stressful they really put you there's no it sounds awful but that's my experience but you don't have this welcoming atmosphere where where people really they you know they want you there and they they are interested in you in Finland it's more so like they they put the pressure on you on a purpose Mm -hmm. which is fair enough you know but East 15 I was like is this even an audition because I'm having so much fun I'm actually enjoying myself um I I was auditioned by the former um, head of East 15, Leon Rubin, and I knew him and his work before the audition and I was quite um, shocked when I saw him actually sitting there. I was like, oh my days, I know this guy and I, I he, he's incredible. And he was so lovely and nice and it was a really lovely audition. I, I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the best auditions. Like when you go in there and have fun and it's just a workshop, you kind of know that you know, you got everything out of it that you could. Absolutely, yeah. And also the fact that we got, I don't know if the same thing in all the drama schools in England, but in the East 15 audition, we got feedback as well from our work, which oh. you don't get in Finland. Yeah. So that was um, that was really good as well. Yeah, because then you know you've gotten something out of the day, whatever would have happened. Yeah. And you got in. So that's brilliant. (laughs) So what did the course um, entail? Because you said you did world theatre. And I think there's only one of those in England, isn't there? Yeah. What does it look like? (laughs) So um, it's, it's a great course. It's physically really demanding. There's a lot of music. It's very heavily music and dance. I, I'd say dance drama uh, based. We do in the on a first year you do go to get go through the um most common Western practices and you know scene studies etc. But I would say this course is especially for those people who are curious about the world beyond the Western uh, approach or then people who already have trained in the traditional sort of Stanislavskian practice so it's yeah very heavily dance and music based there's a lot of mask work and it's also what I really appreciated is it's really um it's quite academic we are writing a lot of research papers you know reflecting our work 
of the practice, which is really important, especially when you're dealing with such, um, how do I say it's like, you know, when you're, you're studying someone else's culture, you need to be sensitive. Yeah, sensitive yeah. is the word I was looking for. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And without, without those research papers, I think it would have been a different case. Mm. It, it has a um, heavy focus on devising as well, which is something I love doing. And we get to train with, I think I trained with over 20 different practitioners or directors from all across the globe, which is so beautiful. Um, and they all, all of them, they bring something new to the rehearsal space and they, their own culture and they're so sharing. And yeah, I, I really, as you can probably tell, I, I'm really um, grateful for my training and I really love the course. I, I think it was really great fit for me. Mm, no, that's incredible. It's, it's amazing to see how a course can bring together cultures and theatre from around the world. So that's really remarkable. Did you have um, a favourite practice? Oh, that's a very <laughs> hard question. I need to pick one, don't I? <laughs> you can pick two if you want to, two or three, because it's quite mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed, we had, um, we had a whole term of African contemporary drumming and dance drama. And that sort of, that experience, oh, it was just so beautiful because it combined Bind music and storytelling and dance and colors and love and culture all in one and it was it was just every single rehearsal we had everyone was just so happy mm -hmm. it's the best thing I can describe and then also for me personally uh, Brazilian theater and working with my head of course Haramiro Silveira was really um, you know it was a game changer because he combined, you know, Grotowski, but then he combined his own theatre practice called uh, Playground Theatre. You need to experience it, but it's a beautiful Brazilian Western experience with lights and music and physical work mm -hmm. combined with text work. And it, it just really hit me. I really clicked with that. I never heard of Brazilian theatre before. Yeah. I highly recommend if you want to read um, because I'm I fell in love with Brazilian um, playwrights and directors. I would recommend Hilda Hilst. She's a writer, but her poetry and her text are just really touching and very um, ahead of their time. Also, as well as Nelson Rodriguez, her place, for example, Seven Kittens we did back in East 15 was something I read it I was like wow it, it touches upon um you know really hard topics like prostitution and such which is an issue in Brazil and still is and I thought it was written maybe 2010 so 2000 but it was written in the 1960s and it was just incredible to see political and important work written in such early days mm -hmm. it, yeah so yeah. <laughs> how was it for you because you're a 2020 graduate how was it graduating and finishing off your uh, degree in this pandemic year yeah um well I have to say I I'm considering myself very lucky because we got to do our showcase and our third term um 
shows mm-hmm. whereas I know many of other courses did not so we were in rehearsing for showcase in London and the pandemic wasn't it was going it was starting to sort of rise it wasn't a thing so we got to do it but our last show was full on online I mean you know reflecting back I think we sort of it was a shock for everyone and I get that and especially sort of when you're almost graduating and everything is already scary you know what is life life after drama school I've used to doing this three years now I need to figure out what to do on my own wow (laughs) and then the pandemic hit and it's sort of everyone sort of sank down like oh this as well (laughs) so it was really daunting but I have to say I think I'm very lucky to have such wonderful classmates who were sort of so determined to put on the last show and they were not giving up. You know, everyone sort of was so determined to put on something, even though it was full on online, we had to learn to use Zoom and editing videos and producing music. And oh, the show was, by the way, it was full on devising. So devising itself is hard. And then it was you know, juggling between everyone's schedule and time zones, differences, etc. So it was an experience. And I think, if anything, it made me just see that, you know, whatever happens as a creative, we always find a way. And also that it's okay to not, when something changes, it's okay to sort of sit back and let it sink in. You don't have to rush to to produce something or be productive and on top of everything because you are told to do so it's all right to have a break as well and I think this year was and this pandemic really have you know thought yeah made me realize that as well I mean devising on zoom that is I'm just trying to since you said it I'm trying to picture it and I'm like wow I mean, it, it was, um, we had three shows, three different shows. I was in one and that one full on Zoom. We wanted to stay as true to the live theatre as we could. But mm-hmm. I have to, in, in all honesty, I have to say it was, <laughs> it was quite, there was moments of grace, you know, frustration. Not, not to do with the cast, but to do with the technical difficulties as I'm no, I'm sure you're aware of, you know, Zoom lacking. You sometimes someone just disappears because their connection broke or something, and it's just really frustrating. You never know what's going to happen. But I think that's very interesting because that's also what would have in a what we would have in live theatre, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's going to happen because it's live, be it technology yeah. or be it real. That is so true. How did your career evolve? Obviously, it's been quite a short time now, but how? what did you do this year? How did it evolve since graduating? So since graduating, I, well, first I took a little break for myself, just focusing on things I felt like I need to focus. It was a lovely summer in, summer in the UK, so I was outside quite a lot. I would find an empty park in Southend and would go there and read a book or do my workout every morning or whatever and just wasn't thinking theatre for a while at all. I, I felt like I had to do that for myself. And then we had quite a few 
because people were really adapting to the change. They weren't finding out, you know, let's create these um, online platforms people can still perform. And I was really lucky to take part of with my theatre company um, in a few of those. And we tried different things. We tried um, storytelling, sort of radio theatre, storytelling, voice work, which is new to myself and my um, peers in my company. Then we would take and develop the same show we did last term of my education, the Zoom show for a digitally charged, what's the name of the um, platform, uh, by Tramshed in London. And we performed that as well, developed it. So I was working quite a lot on my computer, doing theatre, writing, creating, trying, trying new things. And then I also looked, I've not fully finished this, this is still in a process, but I'm looked in you know social media marketing mm-hmm. I took a course in that because I'm really curious about it I don't know how it works but I'm I think it's important to know especially if you have your own company or you want to promote yourself I mean I I, I, I believe everyone can relate to this but there's not I felt there there was not lot going on but I, w- I wasn't feeling stressed for some reason I felt like you know what comes will come and I, I would still keep um, sending, you know, my details to casting directors or if I find something on Spotlight I would be interested in. I'm self-representing. I'm not working with an agent. And then I was very lucky to have my first professional work this winter with the Naked Frank Theatre Company. And that's, you know, really for myself and for my friends, it was really like a really really happy joyous celebration because I sort of it made me believe you know what whatever you set your mind to you are going to achieve and there is work even though there is pandemic and it is possible to to be acting and and creating still and for such a good course as well because we were supporting it's the production is a theatre captured on film it was meant to be live theatre and we were meant to be performing in the facility in Kent for people who are struggling with mental health but because of the pandemic we were not able to so we had to change everything on the go and I have such high respect for my for Naked Frank theatre for doing that because they were not giving up at any point they were like all right this happened. I need to. We need to change. Let's try this way. And they were so positive and curious and just throughout wonderful to have sort of these work work with these people who are not who are so determined and passionate and they really care what they are doing and their work. I think I've changed after that experience myself as well. Being becoming more compassionate towards the industry as well that sounds stupid but I think we as humans we have the tendency to it's easier to give up isn't it absolutely much easier to give up than keep going yeah definitely that adaptability I can't say the word but that is definitely something that we all need to keep in mind yeah yeah absolutely and Naked Frank was the uh, example for me about the adaptability Mm-hmm. as you said yeah uh that you can and you should and nothing is really impossible if you just d- decide so 
yeah it's what you set your mind to do you want to tell us a bit about your theatre company that you touched upon yeah so um it's called Sisu Theatre uh Sisu Theatre Company and Sisu is a Finnish word uh I think I said it in a really weird sort of Essex English way but <laughs> Sisu is the way you said it in Finnish and it's a Finnish concept. You can't really translate that in, in English. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like Dan, Dan, Danish people, they have hygge, which is, yeah. you know, you, know the, you can't, it's, that's not an English word. But Sisu sort of, it's a mindset and it's also resilience, I would say. That's the best word that would come closer to Sisu. Mm-hmm. We are a fully female-led company. We met with each other in East 15 during the first year. There is a Maddie Carter. She was training with me in East 15 in World Performance and Olivia Catchpole, who graduated this year from, from um, BA Acting and um, Community Theatre course from East mm-hmm. 15 as well. And we are a fully female-led company and we like to combine storytelling and political work with community theatre as well. We want to, we write from our experiences or topics that we know of we are passionate about and we want to include audience audience oh my god <laughs> audience in a interactive and active way as well with our work we performed also one thing um you know about sisu is that i'm very grateful to have such wonderful talented people working with me maddie and olivia both they are extremely good writers which is something I'm trying to do more, but I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself as a writer, but they are. Also, they are musically talented and just great, passionate woman. And I'm very, very lucky to work with them. That's brilliant. It's so cool that it all derived as well from like college and everything. Yeah. When you met there, that's, that's the movements we need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the best work comes when you are working with people you actually like, don't you? Absolutely. (laughs) It's because you feel comfortable then and then you feel comfortable to just like splurge out your creative ideas and you know that people will be on board even if you say something that doesn't work. You've tried it or you've been brave enough to put it out there and see if it works. So absolutely what we need. Yeah. And then I was meaning to ask you, are there any differences in the... UK industry to the Finnish industry? Yeah, there are. There are. Um, I would say the most prominent one comes to casting. We don't have this sort of, um, whereas in England or in the UK, you have spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. And you have this very convenient working and you have an, everyone has an agent or, you know, it works like that. And they are fighting the auditions for you and casting for you whereas in Finland it's more personal you you approach casting directors or directors even yourself mostly or then you find an audition from a from your friend or someone you know of or a Facebook group you know it's different and also something I really appreciate in the English theatre scene is that the strong you know sense of community we are theaters are in england they create theater for communities or you know we have community theater whereas in finland that is not a thing we don't have theater in ed- education either 
or you don't have um, drama as a subject in schools, whereas in England you have. So I think that's those are the m most prominent, the biggest differences, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And do you have any traditions in the Finnish industry for theatre that you do? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finnish theatre, we shout a lot. Oh. We are naked and we swear. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the Finnish theatre for you, that not shout. <laughs> Shouting, nudity and swearing. And also, before every, any um, <laughs> performance, uh, you, you're supposed to like give a kick to your co-actor's bum. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and say potkuya, which means like good luck, but the literal translation would be kicks. <laughs> and it's it's meant to bring like good luck. But I, I was um I didn't know this was not a thing in England when I came there. So before my first ever show in East 15, I would go around and just kick my um <laughs> colleagues' bumps and they were shocked. They were like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I mean, you don't kick too hard. It's just a little, you know, little kick, not like a, yeah. That's brilliant. And then we're coming towards the end of the interview. And there's always a few questions that I love asking. Um, the first one is, in your opinion, what unites us as creatives? Curiosity. Good one. And then what's the biggest thing that you have learned on your journey so far? Oh, this is not easy one, <laughs> Christiana. Thank you. Um, uh, the biggest thing I have learned: it's okay to be shit. I like that. It's okay to to fail, and the world doesn't collapse after you do. Your career doesn't end when you fail. If anything, you learn something from it. Absolutely, we need failure to grow, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. What makes you unique as a creative? Ah, I think, well, the, the endless um, opportunism I have on things. I think if there's anything, I also find uh, the, the positive thing about it, even, even when it's pandemic as we are having now. <laughs> yeah, no, you do have that energy. You have that like positive and bright energy and that's really great. And I think it's really useful to have in general life, not just in our industry. Thank you. <laughs> so do you, you know. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. You're just radiating, I have to say. This is us on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then do you have anything you would love to tell to the listeners before we end the interview today? Well, for anyone who is struggling with mental health, who is feeling alone, who is feeling that they are not enough, I want to say you are. And... It's really tough right now and it's okay to stay in your bed the whole day for one day. It's okay to have a little break and you are not alone. There is, honestly, I'm, as a person, if I would have a superpower, I would love to be able 24-7 to people who need me. But anyone who is struggling right now, I want to say, I see you and you are loved, and you're not alone. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your journey. It was wonderful. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Artist Avenue will be back next Tuesday with another exciting interview. Make sure to follow us on social media and keep up to date with all the artists and their wonderful projects. Your support for this podcast honestly means the world to me. For now, keep smiling, keep listening, and I'll see you all next week. Thank you.